a lot of the people that I know who struggle with their hormones and loss of period are people within the fitness industry. It is. It, and it's hard as well because that's where it's like, where do you draw the line? Like, what is actually healthy? It, because if you're exercising and eating in a certain way where it's affecting your hormones, obviously that's not going, that's not healthy. Hello and welcome back to Yo Balance Co. podcast. We are five weeks into the 75 Balance Challenge. I am feeling really good. I am five weeks without alcohol, without wine. Yes, I have my hormone specialist here and that was one of the things is working on my stress and decreasing wine overall is definitely going to help that. It's something that has been a huge reliant in my life for the past literally three, four years and we're just working on personal growth. And with this challenge as well, um, it is a completely free challenge if you, have, if you haven't um, looked into it yet, guys. It's over on our Facebook page and it's basically just a challenge to help with personal growth, development and including um, healthier habits in your everyday life. And we do this for 75 days. And after the 75 days, what I'm really wanting is for everyone to actually include these healthy habits and love them and to incorporate them in their everyday life. So go check it out. Like I said, it is a completely free challenge. But today I am so excited for this episode. I have Georgia with me and she's actually my specialist, my hormone specialist. And I want to bring her on to Your Balance Co. um, Because I know there's a lot of you guys out there who also struggle with their hormones when it comes down to periods, digestion, PCOS, all of them things. So we'll be chatting about that today. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited. So first up, I wanted to ask why, what got you into this? Have you struggled with your hormones in the past? Yeah, so I am a naturopath and I'm a mum of two and I have a studio called Hormone Health Studio and how that started was... I was diagnosed with a condition called premature ovarian failure in my early 20s, um, which is essentially early menopause. Mm. Um, Some hormones were out of whack. My FSH was sky high and my AMH and my estrogen were rock bottom. And it took me on a whole journey to figure out what are hormones, how do they work, how many do we have? Mm. There's like We've got many. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Wow. Okay. And where looking at well what i the journey i went on was looking at okay well what are all of the dietary lifestyle factors Mm. that affect your hormones Mm. and what can we do about it and even though i was told that my chances of conceiving were slim and if i were to conceive it would be through donor egg i ended up conceiving both my kids naturally so you know it's not to say that exactly exactly yeah it is to say that there is so much in your control when it comes to your hormones and that is so refreshing to hear, um, especially because when you do go to just your local GP, they don't make you feel that way <laughs> at all. And you also feel very lost in what you actually, what is actually wrong with you. Um, so what are signs that people can be struggling with their hormones? I love this question because mm. often you think it's like period problems. If you've mm. got a really painful period or a really heavy period or being PMS or PMDD symptoms, which is like premenstrual syndrome with anxiety and depression like really yeah intense. wow um but even simply you know struggling to shift weight or brain fog or losing your hair or dry skin or brittle nails these are all symptoms of hormone mm, like acne yeah yeah all absolutely. of them things so it's almost no matter the symptom <laughs> the question is what are your hormones doing mm. 
So what are the main causes of those who are struggling with their hormones? So, well, let's just talk about science for a sec. Mm. So your hormone command center is called your hypothalamus and it sits right behind your eyes in your brain. Oh my God, hang on. I'm like, <laughs> my brain is hurting so much, guys. I'm trying to absorb all this information and just understand it. Keep going. That was like our first session. I was like, oh my God, my body is so complex. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. here I am just thinking hormone is just like one thing in your body. Right? Yeah. No, many. So it all starts in your brain. Hormone balance starts in your brain. Yeah. The hypothalamus tells your pituitary, which is another gland that sits right behind it. (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) Hang on two seconds. I'm going to go to a pen. I'll write this down. You've already forgotten it. Yeah, I know I have. Um, Remind your listeners that you are dyslexic (laughs) and you're going to struggle with that, but that's okay. (laughs) So your hypothalamus tells your pituitary to make some hormones. They tell your ovaries to make more hormones. And then that communication axis is called the HPO axis. And when that axis is working properly, mm-hmm. your hormones are in check. You've got a nice regular cycle. It just appears. There's no big PMS symptoms. They're common. They're not normal. You don't get breast tenderness or premenstrual headaches or anxiety. So to simplify, is it like brain connected? Brain talks to ovaries. Full okay, stop. there we go. Oh, thank God. He, <laughs> I, yeah, we got there in the end. <laughs> so to answer your question about things that affect hormones and things that cause hormone imbalances. It's anything that's going to affect your brain and the hypothalamus. Mm. So stress, but not necessarily psychological stress, yes, but also the stress of under-eating, over-exercising, emotional stress, relationship stress, whatever that stress may be. Mm. Sleep will affect your hormones. Food will affect your hormones. So like lack of sleep? Lack of sleep. Mm. There's really interesting research looking at sleep deprivation, sleeping less than six or seven hours a night, but also too much sleep, sleeping more than nine or 10 hours a night and the effect that that has on your hormones. Wow. Why is that? It all comes down to, well, I mean, it's a hormonal thing yeah, and the relationship between melatonin and other neurotransmitters and your hormones. Mm. But what often happens is that both sleep deprivation and sleep excess can be inflammatory yeah. in the body. And that's only going to have a negative impact on your hormones. Mm. Because mine is definitely stress-related. Mine has kind of stemmed from years ago. Obviously, with my eating disorder, I had a lot of stress there when it came down to um, lack of eating, over-exercising, and now it's kind of moved to more like lifestyle stress. And it's kind of like Mm. my – it's like my – I'm already flared up. I'm already inflamed of having – that familiarity when it comes down to stress and loss of period. Mm. So as soon as anything else that causes stress, it's kind of like my body just responds so much more heavily than someone else's Mm. would, if that makes sense. Mm. And I think as well, like with stress, I am a highly stressed person just purely because of my past Mm. and it's just been habitual and it's like a natural feeling for me. Mm. So for me, it is really about just working and monitoring my stress. Like, um, and reserving my energy when I can. Mm. Like I said all the time, but especially things like weight training, that is so much stress on the body. Mm-hmm. Like it's probably the number one when it comes down to like a form of exercise because like I've done a lot of research on it and it does take your body so much of its natural energy to get back to its homeostasis state after mm-hmm. like a weight session. So that is putting your body under so much stress just naturally, mm. just not even like not just your muscles, like your actual body. Mm. And so. couple that with, you know, perhaps under eating or poor mm. nutrition or not meeting your calories or specific nutrients. Couple that with work stress and family stress and environmental toxins. And, yep. you know, the list goes on. Literally. And then all of a sudden you're in this 
hormonal washing machine and your body's just trying to sort itself out. And it does make a lot of sense because a lot of the people that I know who struggle with their hormones and loss of period are people within the fitness industry. And it is like the competitors and everything. Mm, um, interesting. It is. It, and it's hard as well because that's where it's like, where do you draw the line? Like what is actually healthy? Mm. It, because if you're exercising and eating in a certain way where it's affecting your hormones, obviously that's not going, that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. If it's causing you stress, it's not healthy. Um, and I did have a girlfriend actually, and she has just regained her period after um, jumping off stage in prep and she just regained it. She actually has never had like a proper period for like four three to four years and something that she said to me in how she regained it was actually lowering her carbohydrates and increasing her fat and i i questioned it in the sense because of our last um session together mm-hmm. um because fat having like um healthy fats is something that i always thought was essential to regain your period but you mentioned carbohydrates is the mm-hmm. The main drive. Yes, but also think you make sex hormones from cholesterol and you get cholesterol from good fats. So when you've got cholesterol, it comes down to something called pregnenolone. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and then it comes down and makes other sex hormones like estrogen and testosterone. If you simply don't have enough cholesterol in the body, and we often think of cholesterol as bad. Like if you have high cholesterol, that's really bad. It can also be bad if you've got low cholesterol, mm. particularly from a hormonal perspective, because you need adequate cholesterol and therefore adequate fat to make hormones. So it's kind of just about having a balance Absolutely. of it all. Absolutely, and yeah. nourishing, nourishing your hypothalamus with good fats, carbohydrates, mm. you know. And, and the question is, when you eat, how do you feel? Do you feel satisfied with the amount that you ate? If not, the question is, okay, well, what's missing? Mm. Mm. whether it's the volume of food or the macronutrient mm. itself. Mm. Like I'm someone who I'm definitely becoming more in tune with my body and understanding that like I generally get affected if I have a meal that lacks carbohydrates mm. or lacks a source of fat. And just understanding that is is so helpful as well. Like it's so helpful with your relationship with food and just overall energy levels and just feeling your best self. Like, And it's something that I've definitely learned over time is to stop kind of like following what you see on social media right. what you see other recipes and see other people eating and actually just spend the time to be a bit more intuitive and understand yeah and i think it's feel. like years of low fat diet or low oh carb diet and when it comes to hormones it's the worst thing you could be doing so i like all oh my ogs listening you would remember these days but i was actually like a fruitarian mm. <laughs> it's fascinating isn't it I did uh, raw, raw tool four, it was called. Wow. Stop, I can't, I can't breathe right now. Anyway, so what you would do is you would eat fruit until 4 p.m. And then you can have like a cooked vegan uh, meal. How'd you and feel? Awful. Yeah. But I, I stuck to it because I like everyone was doing it and I was yeah. like, this is healthy. And I remember just after, like I would literally have like a smoothie with 20 bananas I shit you not and like three dates the amount of sugar in that mm. and I just remember always feeling like headachey after I would eat food and like just like very yeah like a city can just never felt good yeah. but I just thought oh that's just a part of the diet yeah <laughs> how awful is that it is it's <laughs> it's it sucks I know we get into a state that that's our thought process yeah I know mm. I know and that's yeah that's the number one thing that I'm so passionate about is making sure that people just put the effort into understanding their body Mm. because 
we're all <laughs> we're all so complex. We have how many hormones? Over two hundred. Yeah, Jesus Christ. We are very, very com- complex. <laughs> I remember someone asked me once, like, how many hormones do they have? Like four. <laughs> yeah, I well, I thought Sex. one. Sex. I thought one. Yeah. I was like, we have a hormone. It's either like regular or it's fine. <laughs> wow. Wow. So we spoke about the loss of um, period. How? Just say if someone when we're speaking about overall hormones, um, and they still have a period, mm-hmm. but just say if their um, hormones are out of whack or imbalanced, how can it affect everyday life? So hormones play a huge role in the body. They're basically little chemical messengers. Mm. And so anything from brain fog to poor concentration to low energy Mm. to difficulty shifting weight to skin problems, your hormones can affect every aspect of your day-to-day life Mm. from energy to mood to yeah i was gonna say like emotional like can can you be someone who's just kind of like more angry stressed aggressive you can i mean genetics play a role there yeah literally and habitual traits and everything like that yes but hormones for sure so Mm. let's take estrogen and progesterone for example when Mm. you have good amounts of estrogen and you get this by ovulating regularly we can talk about ovulation but when you make good levels of estrogen it lifts you up it makes you feel really happy really Mm. good really content and progesterone calms you down it's your calming soothing hormones so when those hormones when you're making enough of those hormones that's how you should feel good happy calm see they're the ones i'm not producing so out of the 200 (laughs) they're the ones that aren't fucking there little shits come back (laughs) so the way to get them back there's one way to get them back and it's by supporting ovulation if you've lost your period, it's that, very unlikely that it's you're all ovulating. explained. Mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. I can. I. I'm sending this off to my partner right now. It all makes sense. Why I hate you sometimes. Mm. Yeah, it's nothing to do with him. <laughs> no, no, no. God, no. It's to do. Yeah, and it's nothing to do with me. It's why I'm not an angry human. Yeah. I've got two hormones in my body. Other two hundred that are not fucking working. And, and it can feel like that. It can feel really out of body. But like even even you saying yourself. what them two hormones bring, instantly I was like. Oh, like that's what I'm lacking mm. right now. Mm. And because I've definitely been at a place where I am super content. I'm ze- very relaxed. Mm. And because naturally, like I said, I'm a very highly stressed person, always on the go, 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 go. And that's kind of like what I'm chasing right now is just kind of being more calm mm-hmm. naturally, mm-hmm. like not forcing upon myself. Like I'm still like I'm that's what I feel like right now. I'm applying all these things like meditation, walking, journaling, but I still have that, yeah, that stressful feeling there. Mm. And I don't know, it could be because it is habitual and it's going to take me time to kind of really relax my mind. But you just saying this, how it's related to hormones, I'm like, fuck, this is, yep, it makes sense. (laughs) I'm not, yeah. There's also something else that I think might be happening in your body. And this is something called the pregnenolone steel, whereby, so I mentioned to make Mm -hmm. hormones, the sex hormones, it starts with cholesterol and it comes down to pregnenolone. Then it comes down and makes your other sex hormones. But what can happen in times of stress and prolonged chronic stress Mm. is something called the pregnenolone steel, whereby essentially your adrenal glands steal the pregnenolone to make cortisol and you're just making cortisol and cortisol and cortisol and cortisol instead of oh, making like a good stress sex hormone. hormone yeah i'm instead of a sex hormone i'm literally producing stress, stress hormone. hormone what the fuck <laughs> so wait why is this because of how long i haven't had a period for because of chronic stress oh okay oh jesus christ 
the period is a uh, the lack of a period is does that cause more stress on the body oh for sure if you're not ovulating Mm. and making these own hormones you're just going to feel like you're constantly in that state of fight or flight almost yeah yeah and Mm. it does it makes so much sense and like when i so a little backstory i did lose it for uh, nine years and then i got it back last year um throughout my build so i got it back i put on 11 kilos throughout my build um and I did get it back for a few months and I did notice my body kind of like relieved of stress, not drastically because it was only like a short period of time. But I also during that period struggled really badly with hormonal acne, mm. like really bad. So it's kind of like my body was still kind of just like finding its way. So what can happen with hormonal acne is, and this often happens when you come off the pill, you get hit with a double whammy. And the double whammy is you have excess androgen production, which is your male sex hormone. And that happens until you start ovulating regularly. Um, oh my God. Wait, so, so I'm producing transient. more male. That's what happens when you have uh, hormonal breakouts. Oh and God. the other piece is excess sebum production, which is the oil in your skin. So this kind of combination, particularly post pill, is just mm. the perfect recipe for hormonal acne, right. particularly around chin, jawline. Mm. Um, and so the answer to hormonal acne is ovulation, which is exactly what you're working on. Yeah. Reducing stress, getting yeah. your macros right, making sure that you're nourishing yourself with your micronutrients, mm. you know, making sure that, yeah, you move your body, but in a way that is going to be conducive to good hormonal balance. Yeah, exactly, and de-stress mm. for the body. For those who are struggling with hormonal acne, would you kind of suggest it's all about, obviously, um, fixing the source mm. first rather than bothering about, like, bothering about skincare and mm-hmm. so much about diet? It's more about what's happening on the inside. It's good to figure out what's causing it. So things mm. like too many androgens, and you can do simple blood testing to figure this out, or insulin resistance, or is it just too much sugar? Is it dehydration? Is there a vitamin D or omega-3 deficiency? Once you figure out kind of what's driving the skin problem, the treatment's streamlined. Yes, it can take time because think of skin as like the biggest organ in the body. Yeah. But once you figure out exactly what's driving it, it yeah makes it much easier. Is there tests people can do? So I have a few gut people at the moment, uh, sorry, skin people at the moment yeah. who I see have gut problems. Um, right. So if there's parasitic infection or just like big bloating, constipation, yeah. diarrhea, whatever the gut symptom may be, that can absolutely be driving mm. the skin problems. So we can do a gut test, you can do blood testing, kind of depends on the whole symptom picture. Yeah, right. So there definitely is test just to kind of make it a bit more simpler. So yeah. understanding what direction to go down and that's why it is really important to understand that if your body is acting a certain way listen to it and like i in one of my podcasts it was all about gut health and bloating and we really got to the nitty-gritty of the gut and also just kind of exposing the fact that bloating isn't normal Mm. like obviously you know if you go out and you eat a meal that has gluten in it or just a high volume meal and you're getting a bit like of bloated that's fine but if you're experiencing bloating every single day, it mm-hmm. isn't normal. And I, it's hard because on social media, they're, they're kind of normalizing it mm-hmm. at the moment. But it's just about understanding that if anything is happening to your body that just does not feel okay and you feel uncomfortable, it does not need to be that way. Mm. Can I quickly link the gut to hormones? Yes. So yes. let's talk about estrogen, right? Mm-hmm. Estrogen, how estrogen is metabolized in the body is that it first goes to the liver 
and it attaches to a little molecule called conjugation. And then yeah. that conjugated estrogen moves to the bowel and is excreted out of the stool. Now, what happens when there's too much load on the liver? Think alcohol, smoking, right. vaping, dehydration, yeah. exposure to toxins, whatever. Yeah. And or if there's something going on in the gut, constipation, diarrhea, bloating, mm. gut pain, whatever the gut symptom may be. What happens is rather than that estrogen being excreted out of the stool, it becomes deconjugated, reactivated, reabsorbed into the bloodstream, increasing estrogen levels even more. Now think when there's too much estrogen in the body, you can have big PMS symptoms, really moody, really angry, really mm. irritable. You can have breast tenderness before your period. You can have heavy periods, painful periods. You can have difficulty shifting weight, particularly around the belly, because estrogen stored in fat cells wow. in the stomach mm. can worsen cellulite. So when it comes to hormones, yes, we need to look at lifestyle and dietary factors, but we also need to look systemically at the body. What's happening in the gut and how might that be affecting hormones? Yeah, exactly. It, like it, it is. It's so important. And that's why I, I've always been so passionate with gut health because of how much it, it plays a part mm. in everything. Mm-hmm. Our brain, our mm-hmm. energy, our hormones. Like it is, it's it's crazy. And it's yeah. just about understanding this. Like with gut health, it can be quite complicated. I did in my previous episode um, interview like a gut health specialist and we spoke about how like we simplified it a little bit and step by step because it can be really overwhelming because there are so many different symptoms people can have and there's so many whys and there's so many what to do's. And yeah, it's just really about understanding um, you, your body, your gut, and also applying the steps one by one. Same as with hormones. Mm-hmm. Like with you, what I liked is kind of like we broke it down and you were like, okay, this is what we need to achieve. Understanding that stress is what's affecting you right now. This is kind of like what we need to apply in order to reduce that stress. Mm-hmm. And even doing things that I wasn't aware of, like reducing my pre-workout. Mm-hmm including carbohydrates in every single meal, like these certain things were going to help me as an individual with my hormones. So Mm. it's just about, yeah, just understanding each step to take for you Mm. as a person. Is there in, in this podcast, has there been anything that we haven't really spoke about that you feel the listeners should, should know? Well, one, uh, and maybe this is fresh on my mind because I spoke about it today with a client, but one thing that I often see in my clinical practice is um, someone might come to me and they say, you know, my AMH, which is a hormone, is really low, you know, like Mm. I'm never going to have a baby, you know, we see a lot of fertility. Um, And I think people can get caught up on a test result. And sure, like I do testing all the time, you know, like it it gives great insight, but it's not to say that if you have low AMH, for example, that you won't ever conceive. That is one particular hormone taken at that one particular point in your cycle, in your life. We need to look at holistically what's going on in your whole life, Mm. in your whole body, in your whole life. And I think the point I'm trying to make is that Rather than focusing on something you can't control, like a test result, focus on the things that you can control, whether that is trying to regain your period or trying to get pregnant or trying to shift weight or gain weight or trying to clear your skin. The question is, what areas in your life can you control? Mm. You can control the food you eat. You can control the exercise you do, the people you hang around Mm. with, how much... You say yes to things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Focus on those things and then sit back and watch your life and your hormones transform. Exactly, yeah, rather than focusing so much on what isn't working. Mm-hmm. Like you said, focus on what you can apply step, like one step at a time. Mm. And that's definitely what I'm doing at the moment. Like obviously 
for me, I am I am super stressed because I am wanting to fall pregnant this year as well. I am wanting my body just to function like a normal fucking woman. Yeah. And it can feel and just seem so stressful when I look at what's not working. Mm-hmm. But what I have been doing is exactly what you said and just focusing what I can control and applying what I need to do every single day. Mm-hmm. And that makes you feel better. Absolutely. And just, you know, accepting little changes as they come. If you feel something... If you get spotting, if you, yeah. you know, whatever the symptom may be, great. Mm. The work we're doing is heading in the right direction. Exactly. Georgia came in to the studio today and I was like, oh my God, guess what? I've got a bit of stomach pain and back pain today. And she's like, well, you know, that's good. It's better than nothing. And I'm like, could be here. <laughs> Me hoping for the best. Um funny how you spend your teens like I know, you know you don't right? want your cycle i don't and then when get yeah period. when you're ready for babies it's like well my body better be working right i know this isn't mm. as simple as what we thought it i was. know and that's a huge reason why i wanted to record this episode because i know way too many women who don't have a period or are just struggling immensely with their hormones with their skin mm. with their gut and mm. it, yeah it is like what is it one in like three like how common is it with when women with their hormones. Oh, well, I mean, affected by I the hormones. See. Yeah. And often people don't know that it's hormonal. Yeah. Often they just blame work or, you know, they're taking too much on at the moment mm. or they're not sleeping enough. I mean, sure, all of those things can have an impact. But for example, I saw someone earlier this week who um, is having real difficulty shifting weight and, you know, some simple blood tests were fine and, you know, food was good and she was exercising and nothing was happening. And then we tested a hormone called insulin and turns out she has insulin resistance. Yeah. And when you have insulin resistance, it's like knocking down a brick wall with bare hands. And not until you get on top of the insulin will weight shift. Why is that? It's so interesting. So insulin can rise. So what happens is that your cells eventually, when there's too much insulin, become resistant to mm. insulin. It can't uptake the insulin and so the insulin will rise in the blood. That can happen for a number of reasons. Stress, sleep deprivation, sure, but too much sugar, processed sugar, will drive insulin resistance. The pill will drive insulin resistance. And so it can make it really tricky to shift weight. Does it make it tricky in the sense where, like, their cravings are higher? For sure. Yeah. For sure. You'll see big sugar cravings in Mm. particular with insulin resistance. And, like, just say if they, for example, stuck to, like, a a calorie deficit, is it still going to be harder for them than the average human? Mm -hmm. To lose that weight. Yeah, correct. And it's all hormonal. It's a metabolic situation. It's not willpower. It's not you. Yeah, and that would be so hard as well because, you know, you would feel like somewhat a failure if you you were sticking to everything that you thought was right and it still wasn't getting the results that you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why it is so important. It's crazy how much it can affect your everyday life like Mm -hmm. there is 200 hormones in your body guys i've learned that today but thank you so much georgia for coming on your balance co um where can my listeners find you thank you we have a clinic we're a team of naturopaths we have a clinic called hormone health studio Mm -hmm. and you can find us online on socials we do online in-person consults here in newcastle yeah so even though we live in the same area i do mine online and it's great i love it through zoom so easy literally wake up she's actually woken me up with a call one time because I forgot about our appointment. <laughs> I had a coffee in one hand. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm coming. Hang on. Yeah, Let me get my AirPods. Um, yeah, someone so was funny. delivering something. It was great. I know. That's yes. the best thing about Zoom. I know. It's raw. Kids in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, postman came. Hang on two seconds, postman's here. <laughs> Let's go check if it's mine. <laughs> no, thank you so much, guys. And thank you, Yo Balance Co listeners, for tuning in. See you in my next one. Bye.